the other side of midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Well, we have a good news, bad news situation, at least if you're a fan of the Frankster. This will be the final edition of The Other Side of Midnight that I am hosting for the year 2022. That's right. After today, I am off to Atlantic City to ring in New Year's Eve as part of my gala New Year's Eve Eve celebration. If uh, you would like to come, by the way, and would like an invite, just email me, frank.morano at wabcradio.com. I believe uh, Curtis Lewa is substituting tomorrow and Friday. I'm not sure. And uh, I believe I'm going to be back on Tuesday. So I'll be back on Tuesday morning. Uh, but who knows? They may ask me to come back on Monday morning if uh, Curtis is overtaxed or if somebody else doesn't fill it. I'm not sure. But Uh, The reason it's sort of a good news situation is because I will once again be substituting for Sid Rosenberg for the first hour of his show. So if you are a Moranoholic, please tune in to me from 6 to 7 a.m. and set your Alexa, your smart speaker, your internet, your app to listen in from 6 to 7 because they do pay very close attention and do analyze very carefully who's listening specifically online in real time. So if I could show a boost and that people are tuning in when I'm filling in for other hosts, then that certainly improves my position internally. So you can listen, even if you normally listen on the radio, put on WABCradio.com or put on the app between 6 and 7 so we could show folks that we're making an impact. All right, we got an action-packed show coming your way. Larry Elder is going to be here. We got a great UFO discussion in the 2 o'clock hour. And I had hoped to make this entire show Santos Free. Unfortunately, I am unable to do so. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. I have been very clear that I don't think that uh, George Santos should be kept from Congress. I think he was elected, and even though he lied to the public as part of that election, he should absolutely be able to take his seat. I'll tell you what I think the solution is, and I raised this on the Sid and Friends in the Morning Show yesterday. I think the solution is for New York State to do what California does, to do what Wisconsin does, to do what New Jersey does, and institute some sort of recall law and see if people's constituents actually want to recall them. Not just for lying, but it could be for corruption, malfeasance, or anything at all. And somebody that heard me do that commentary was a former elected official, and he reached out to me right after this morning's show or yesterday morning's show and said in words or substance, that's crazy. I heard your whole rant on recall. That makes no sense. He said, in, especially in a state like New York, where you have people with deep pockets, there'd be recall elections all the time. Nothing would ever get done. I said, excuse me, former so-and-so. Do you really think New York and New York's elected officials is a terrific bastion of getting things done now? 
His response was, well, you're right about that. He had no response to that. A recall makes a lot of sense. I recognize it's not a perfect system and there are some pitfalls in it. But I think it's certainly a better situation to give voters the opportunity to recall their elected officials than have voters stuck with someone for two years or four years or six years that they may not want after learning new information about them or their record. I think if uh, politicians are a little afraid of the voters and a little afraid of being recalled, maybe they'll adhere a little bit more closely to the straight and narrow. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. I have been listening to a great deal of the coverage that our station has been doing on the George Santos situation and the related implications this week. And I think we're hitting it out of the park. Obviously, the show that has done the best job is the Cats at Night show hosted by John Katsimatidis, where they were able to get that exclusive interview with George Santos initially and really break the story. But the person that really made that interview hard-hitting and uh, interesting, in my view, I think John did a great job, but the person that made it a little bit different was Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner asked really insightful questions during that interview, and I think there were questions that needed to be asked. I've also been listening to him fill in for James Golden this week, and I have to tell you, and I've told him this privately, I think he's hitting it out of the park. So uh, I'm not sure what Anthony Weiner's future as a media commentator holds, but it was a fellow named John Oliver that was filling in on, I believe, The Daily Show when the whole Carlos Danger scandal broke initially. Lo and behold, John Oliver got his own show, and it's one of the most popular shows on television. I think Weiner's coverage and commentary of this George Santos situation has been so terrific that I could easily see him getting his own daily radio show as a result of it. I'm very impressed with how he interacts with conservative guests and conservative callers and how he invokes his own personal experiences to offer a little bit more context in this whole Santos situation. I think that's exactly the kind of thing we need more of on the radio. And I'll share with you something privately. I am going to be writing a memo after the show urging some of the powers that be here at WABC to consider letting him sub for me one of the next three days that I'm out. I don't know if they will. A lot of my suggestions don't get taken, but we'll see where it goes. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. Local Spotlight. Multiple state senators, as well as several prominent labor unions, have come out in forceful opposition to Governor Kathy Hochul's pick to lead the New York State Court of Appeals. My only response to seeing this is give me a break. On the one hand, I am not at all surprised that the most left-wing elements in our state would go out of their way to oppose someone who's incredibly well-qualified as a judge and who has all the qualifications necessary to head the Court of Appeals. On the other hand, this is absolutely insane. In my view, and look, I've been a critic of Governor Hochul. I did not vote for her. And I think this selection of Hector LaSalle as the new 
chief judge of the Court of Appeals, is the best thing that she's done the entire time that she has been governor. And it looks like because of the growing number of Democratic state senators and they have to ratify her pick, it's basically our version of the Supreme Court. It's a very similar process. They have to ratify her pick. It looks like the governor may need to appeal to the Republicans to get Judge LaSalle confirmed as the new chief judge. I hope she does do that. And I hope the Republicans are smart enough to approve and ratify Judge LaSalle and not, in order to make the governor look bad or something like that, join the Democratic progressives that are opposing Judge LaSalle's nomination. This gentleman is a fine judge. He is an exemplary attorney, and there's no reason that the fact that he was once a prosecutor should disqualify him from serving as the chief judge of the Court of Appeals. Beam me up! To be continued. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.